Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Prime Rib Night is back at Paradise Falls. Every Wednesday, stop into Paradise Falls anytime after 4 p.m. to get a succulent cut of delicious prime rib as part of a hearty meal. For $16.95, you can get a 12-ounce hand-cut prime rib with au jus, horseradish, baby baked potatoes, and a salad. But you better act quick because Paradise Falls will serve you this delight each Wednesday until it's gone. Paradise Falls, located at 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Come enjoy prime rib in paradise every Wednesday at Paradise Falls. You've been waiting far too long to get back on the lakes. I mean, summer's here, so I think you should head on out to Canyon River Golf Club. Canyon River boasts a pristine 18-hole championship golf course set along the Clark Fork River in the beautiful Mountain Valley of East Missoula. The challenging course is meticulously manicured and in perfect shape. Now, Canyon River also has golf carts with the shark experience. That's right, giving you laser-sharp GPS. It's the most beautiful time of the year in Montana, so get out and play at Canyon River Golf Club. I love family road trips. Wind in my ears, fruits in my mouth, and peace of mind knowing Les Schwab did our tires, brakes, and alignment. Like Les Schwab, my family's safety is my first priority. Save up to $200 when you bundle select tires, brakes, and shocks. And as always, get a free pre-trip safety check. Les Schwab Tires. Limited time offer while supplies last. Discount applies to a set of four select tires and depends on tire size and type. Cannot combine with other offers. Details at leschwab.com slash sale. I love family road trips. The wind in my ears. Good dog. Fruits in my mouth. And peace of mind, knowing we went to Les Schwab for our tires, brakes, and alignment. If we had gone to one of those cheap tire stores that don't offer those services, I'd be a doggone wreck. Like Les Schwab, my family's safety is my first priority. Well, that and treats, obviously. Swing by or book online. Les Schwab Tires, doing the right thing since 1952. 
now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What's up, Montana? Happy Thursday, everybody. Thanks so much for spending some time here with us. It's Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Most of the time, statewide television, SWX Montana TV, but we're being preempted right now because it is high school graduation week. So we have high school graduations from around the city of Missoula being shown live on SWX Montana. So if you want to watch us, you want to see the guests that we have in studio, including Audrey McElmurray, who will join us here in just a quick minute, you can check us out on YouTube. You want to get a hold of us? 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Like I told you in the first hour, if you want to enter for our stay-and-play giveaway, we have a stay-and-play, 18 holes, two 18-hole rounds of golf at the Coeur d'Alene Resort, as well as a night at the Coeur d'Alene Resort Hotel. We're going to give that away next Friday. All you have to do is give us evidence of you listening to this show. It doesn't have to be live. If you listen on the podcast, you listen on the live stream, anything, just shoot us a text, 406-888-1029, and we'll get you all entered. We're going to be giving that away next Friday. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? We had a great first hour. Leon Costello, Montana State Athletic Director, swung by, as did Carolyn, our resident chick who doesn't know sports. And uh, we're getting a little NBA playoffs here in a little while, as well as Jeff Saffer from the Missoula Paddleheads. He'll be joining us here, oh, I'd say about 20 minutes. If you want to find anything from the first hour, you can find it on the podcast that's available on all your podcast hosting platforms and is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. It's time now for our Senior Spotlight, presented by Palmer's Drug. We do this each summer, highlighting some of the best senior performances from across the state of Montana. And this one is not only a great highlight of a great performance, but also a newsworthy one as well, because this last weekend, Missoula Sentinel swept the AA track and field titles the first time in Missoula Sentinel history that the Spartan boys and girls each won state titles, and it was on the heels of a bunch of really great performances. Brooks Stainer and Zach Cruz each joined us earlier this week, but now we have recently anointed state champion Audrey McElmurray in studio. Audrey, congratulations so much on all your success. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's first and foremost talk about this last weekend. I got to ask you this right off the top. This was the first time anybody got to really compete in front of real crowds in a long time. So Missoula County Public Stadium, it was like standard room only. It was very cool to see. But I mean, how much did that help improve all your guys' performances? Because it seemed like having people in the stands really spurred on, especially the hometown Spartans. Yeah, it was awesome, just especially because State was in Missoula. I feel like a lot of my friends and family were able to come, so that was really cool, too, and I think it's just more exciting to kind of have a ton of people around. just makes you want to do better. One of my favorite parts about track and field, especially uh, championship caliber track and field, whether it's state championships at the high school level or um, conference championships at the college level, is there's sort of this slow building crescendo. Teams are scoring points and and all of a sudden you'd realize you're in the mix as a team and uh, then it comes down to making the best performances. And that's my other favorite part about track and field is you have to perform your best when your best is needed. It's it's not, you know, you can win a state championship in football or basketball when you don't necessarily play that well. But in track, you need the best mark you can possibly get. And you did this 
in such a dramatic fashion. It's the triple jump final, and it comes down to your very last jump, and you hit a PR to win the state championship. This is like a dream come true, right? So just take us through what's going through your mind and how you channeled yourself to jump what, I mean, 39, seven and a half, that would be flirting with the state record if it wouldn't have come right behind Lauren Hagan a couple years ago. But that's an epic jump, one of the best jumps in Montana history. But for you, also a state championship winning jump. So just take us through your day winning the triple jump at the AA meet. Um, so I kind of want, I had a goal to win a uh, triple jump for a really long time. And I was really nervous Saturday morning and I went into um, my first three jumps and I had a decent first jump. And then my second jump was a little better. And then on my third jump, I hit a new PR, which was 3811. And so I was kind of feeling good at that point thinking there wasn't really anyone else who was going to be able to jump kind of that because the next best girl was Taylor Brizendine from Glacier and her PR was 37.1. So I was kind of thinking I maybe had it. And then but on her last jump, she went out in PRs by like two feet and three inches. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, for people that don't follow Dragon Field, to PR by two feet is an amazing jump. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And I was just getting ready to go do my last jump and I kind of heard that. And I got a little nervous for a second and then I was like, hold on, you need to like focus, like go out there and jump a big jump. And I just kind of had to like motivate myself and not get too worried about what had just happened because I had been in the lead the whole time. And then obviously it was a little nerve wracking to try to go out there and win it on my last jump. But I just kind of went out there and did the same thing I've been doing all season. And it was like holding my breath when they were measuring it. I was so nervous and then they said it and it was just so exciting, like one of the best feelings ever. Sometimes, uh, like in the throwing events, for example, you pop a big one and you, there's the lines, right? So, you know, oh, I threw it over this line. So I know that it's a PR no matter what the measurement might be. But when you jump in the sand pit, you don't necessarily know, right? But when you hit the board, did it feel good? Uh, yeah, it felt really good. Even my coach, I talked to him after um, that was over and he said, I knew from the second you hit the board that you had won it on that jump. Because I think I was just in perfect position on the board. Everything felt really good. And with triple jump, it's a lot of timing, too. And all my timing felt really good. And so I was hoping it would be enough, but I, I didn't know. And I was glad it was, though. <laughs> no question. It's amazing to win a, a state championship as an individual, but also as a team. So uh, tell us about that dynamic, because you took home gold in the triple jump. And you also finished second in the long jump. And that was part of a great week and also a uh, Second place finish as part of the Sprint Relay team that scored a bunch of points for Missoula Sentinel's girls team state championship. But did you guys, I mean, this has become sort of a dynasty now in, in, in Montana track and field. This is Sentinel's third double-A championship in the last four years. So this has been pretty pretty cool. I guess we had the, the missed year last year too. So I guess Sentinel's basically dominated track for about half a decade now on the girls' side of things. But did you have a stated goal as a team to come in here and win this thing? I think we were wanting to win all along, like all season, we had kind of been talking about it and like, oh, if we all do really good and do what we need to, we could win it. And I kind of didn't know if we were going to be able to because a lot of our main girls have been like hurt and out, we're, we're out kind of in some events because I was not hurtling this season because I had a quad injury in the beginning of the week. And then another one of our sprinters was out due to injury too. So I was hoping we'd be able to even place. And when we started looking in it, we saw we were like ahead it was like kind of crazy because we we're like, oh my gosh, we could actually win this. And so it was pretty fun to win as a team. It was just really, it's something fun to experience, especially like as a senior and being contributing to it a lot. Because I think when we won my freshman year, I didn't contribute to a lot. So it was really fun to be a big part of that this season. Getting an individual and a team state championship too, I mean, that's pretty cool. So um, for, sometimes the 
the non-participation is the most fun part, right? You're, you're, you're earning your own points and earning your own medals and all that, but what did you think of just watching your teammates compete? Because sometimes that's the part that's the most fun is cheering them on, right? Yeah, it was really awesome to just watch everyone go out, and I think everyone really rose to the level of competition, and everyone, like, both on the boys' and the girls' side went out and had really big marks, and so I think it's super fun when you see other people doing good as well on your team. It kind of just motivates you to go out there and do the same thing. Audrey McElmurray joining us. It's part of our Senior Spotlight. It is presented in part by Palmer's Drug. You go out of your way to buy local when it comes to what you eat. You go out of your way to drink local when you drink local beers. You try to support local at every turn. So why not make the same effort and visit a local pharmacy? Palmer's Drug of Missoula is a pharmacist-owned establishment that can take care of all your needs more efficiently than any of the corporate chains. Palmer's is an in-network for all major prescription plans, including Medicaid and Medicare. Palmer's will take care of you on a personal level like you deserve. When you think local, think local pharmacy at Palmer's Drug, located on Southwest Higgins. Let's talk about preparing for this senior year because you were a rising star in the track and field world in Montana. You mentioned contributing to state championship teams when you were an underclassman, but then you got robbed of your junior year. So that must have been totally heartbreaking, but then you get this chance uh, to have a senior year. So what was the last two years like for you just in terms of training and sort of preparing to try to go out on top this year? Yeah, it was crazy. Obviously, junior year, realizing we weren't going to get to have a season because sophomore year kind of had a decent year at state. And so I was like, oh, I should really start taking track more seriously and put in a lot of time over the summer to go out and have a good year. And so when we found out the season got canceled, I spent a lot of time in the summer training with my coaches and trying to work on some of that technique stuff. And then kind of going into the season, I had some extra technique that I had worked on the last few years. But I ended up getting hurt, I think, right before the first meet. So that was also super disappointing to not get to have a junior year and then getting hurt at the start of my senior season. And so I was out probably like four weeks. So that was also just really crazy. And I was hoping the whole season to just kind of recover from that injury. And in the end, I ended up being good, but I was able to not do the hurdles at state, which I would have normally done in the past. It is sort of frustrating when you get, I mean, track and field, so many injuries in, in other sports are, are a product of bad luck or a hard hit or whatever, but you just know, you never know when you're going to pull a quad or a hamstring. And it's never that bad, but it's, it lingers, right? It, 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 you can't ever get back to full strength because if you're a second or two slower or a foot or two short, that's not going to work. So um, how are you able to rehab from the injury, though? Because that, that, that was sort of the key for not only you, but this, this Sentinel team, right? It was everybody kind of getting healthy at the right time. Yeah, so I ended up doing it right before the first meet. So I took off the first meet and then I went out our very second meet and tried to compete and then I retweaked it again. So then I just basically took off another like four or three weeks working with our trainer at Sentinel, just trying to build up my strength again and honestly just doing nothing because I knew if I were gonna even like go run on it, I could potentially make it worse and cost myself longer or even the entire season. So I kind of had to be very patient and just kind of sit out even though it was like super hard to just sit back and watch. At what point, Audrey McElmurray, by the way, joining us, and I have just been informed we actually are on SWX Montana television, so uh, not that I was ignoring all you great people around the state of Montana, but thank you so much for tuning in on the TV around the Treasure State. Audrey McElmurray, Missoula Sentinel senior, heading to Sacramento State next year, and that's an accomplishment in itself to be a Division One track athlete, but... What an atypical recruiting cycle for you, right? You don't have junior numbers to sort of send out. 
you have to hope that you can have a great senior year, but you were actually able to commit before uh, this ever even happened. So just take us through your recruiting process. How did you end up uh, landing at Sacramento State? And this must have been sort of stressful to try to figure out where you're going to go and and how you're going to compete at the collegiate level. Yeah, I was kind of stressed out even when junior season got cut short because I had known I'd wanted to do track in college. And so I was kind of just hoping like coaches would reach out and I was thinking I was going to have to wait until after my senior season to try to then sign at the very end of the year. But um, Sacramento State ended up reaching out to our head coach at Sentinel, Mettler. And then from there on, they contacted me and I just started talking to them, really liked both the head coach and the jumps coach there and kind of just fell in love with their program. And it was just, it was really weird to get recruited like so early because I didn't know what coaches were going to be able to like see my potential based off like my sophomore marks. But I think it also helped having an older sister who had had good marks as well and who was already doing track in college. Ashley McElroy is who she's referring to, a, a former state champion in her own right, and uh, had a great performance at the Big Ten Outdoor Championships uh, a couple weeks ago. Fourth place, right, yeah. for her? That, that's that's pretty darn good as, a, as only a sophomore there for the University of Nebraska, so uh, cool for her. Your mother was also a great track athlete once upon a time at the University of Montana, right? So, I, I mean... The love of track, is this something that's just sort of been instilled in you since you were a kid? Yeah, I was a gymnast actually when I was younger. Interesting. But we started doing um, youth track like when we were super duper little and we started like doing hurdles and my dad had done long jump and triple jump in college, I mean in high school. So we ended up doing hurdles and the both the jumps. So I feel like I've been doing track since I was super young and then kind of took a stronger liking to the jumps when I got to high school. Blaine McElmurray, by the way, her dad, a former uh, Grizz football player. He was part of our Grizz Greats podcast this last year, which was a fun one to undertake. If you haven't consumed that, go ahead and do it because you'll enjoy it. It was a celebration of the 25th anniversary of Montana's 1995 national championship team and uh, her father, Blaine, a pivotal member of that team. Was it? I, I find that oftentimes team sports have such a great allure because – you have and track is a team sport. That it's a it's a misnomer that it's not. It's an individual sport within a team sport. But team sports have such a great allure because of the chemistry of a team and and you're chasing these these tangible victories in these state championships and all that. And oftentimes I feel like it's hard for athletes to pick track to be the one that to pursue. But if you do and you have great numbers, that's the way that you can go to the highest level. And I think that I I, I think that Coach Mettler's doing a great job of and everybody on his staff too of facilitating that and, and sort of saying, hey, this is the way that you can go Division One in athletics. But uh, just tell us about that part, the fact that, uh, I guess, when did you first decide you wanted to do track? Because you do soccer as well, right? So when did you first say, hey, track is what I want to do in college? Um, I think I had, when it was my sophomore year and my sister was getting recruited, she had always been, like, really good. And I feel like I had been really short and, like, not very good from a young age just because my height and like my weight was kind of like a stopping factor for me and then sophomore year at state I ended up going out and placing third in the 300 meter hurdles and sixth in the triple jump and I was like oh like track is pretty fun and you could kind of see how like track is super rewarding as like just an individual sport but it was also pretty fun to be on a team and that was the year I think we got third that year but I just I ended up loving track and it was super fun and I just started to get better and better and then it made me want to do it in college. I did not do track growing up, but the thing I've loved about it so much as being a, a sports journalist is that it is it is perhaps the most linear sport in terms of the work you put in is the result that you get. Sometimes 
you can work as hard as you ever want if you're a football player, basketball player, soccer player, and if things don't go right or you have bad luck or whatever, the team result might not result in itself, but the individual element of track is, is sort of the thing that, that puts you over the top, right? So um, how do you channel that now as you make this transition to the next level? Because it seems like uh, continued progress is what you're going to need to do as you go to the Division One level. Yeah, I think it'll be really nice when I get to college to be able to only focus on one sport because I have done soccer and then I did basketball freshman through junior year too. And so I think it'll be nice to get a focus on one sport, getting to spend more time on technique. And then we are going to be lifting a lot too, which I think is something that will greatly help me a lot with strength and then working on that speed too. Tell us about Sacramento State. What do you like about this opportunity? Because this is pretty cool. I've, I've covered Big Sky Conference track and field for more than 10 years now and uh Sac State is a good place to be. So what did you like about the program? Um, I think the coaches were kind of one of the big like drawing factors for me. They were super awesome during the whole recruiting process, like constantly staying in contact with me. They helped set me up to talk to other athletes on the team. So I got to hear their perspective and how they liked the team and stuff. So I think that was also really good. And then their campus is obviously very nice and they have an awesome track that you can train outdoor all year on. So that was also one of the reasons I decided to go there. Probably the premier outdoor facility in the Big Sky Conference is definitely one of the premier outdoor facilities in the entire West, honestly. What are you most excited about just the college experience? I mean, you're moving from Missoula to Montana to one of the bigger cities on the West Coast, but Sacramento has unbelievable culture. I think I think there's a, a stat that there's more languages spoken in Sacramento, California than anywhere on the West Coast. So you're going to see all sorts of people from all sorts of different backgrounds. It's like a 30,000 person campus. So this is going to be quite an experience for you. So what do you think of just about the lifestyle change? Um, I mean, I'm a little nervous, but I'm super excited to kind of just go out there and do my own thing too. And I think it'll be really fun to get to meet a lot of new people and obviously getting to focus on track will be super fun because that's never something I've been able to fully focus on that sport for that amount of time. So I'm really excited for that. What do you think about for school? Um, I'm going to study pre-med, probably going to either orthopedic surgery or dermatology. Very good. Well, you will you will be a smashing success no matter what you do. Audrey McMurray joining us in studio. It's our senior spotlight. She was the state champion in Class AA in the triple jump and also the silver medalist in the long jump and contributed a ton of points to Missoula Sentinel as they won their third state championship as a team in four years. Audrey, thank you so much for coming by. This was awesome, and best of luck with your future. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Nuwana's now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana TV. The Missoula Paddleheads are on a roll. They're pounding people 16 to nothing last night in Boise. How are they doing it? Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, will join us next here on Nuwana's Now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
talking about 10 Happy Thursday. Hope everybody's enjoying themselves. It was a hot one, then it was a rainy one, then it was a lightning one. I don't know, though. I haven't been outside in a couple hours, so maybe it's hot again. But either way, summer is here in Montana. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Listen to Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide Television, SWX Montana TV. Appreciate everybody that's come in so far for the show. It's been a great show, been a fun show. Can't tell you how impressed I am with these high school athletes, man. They're so well-spoken. It's uh, it's pretty fun having these kids in here. Our Senior Spotlight, presented by both Palmer's Drug as well as McElmurray Homes, will continue as we continue to progress through the summer, highlighting all the best senior athletes, both male and female, from around the great state of Montana. If you're wondering why the first two editions have both been from Missoula Sentinel, well, one, we are broadcasting to you live from the Missoula Broadcasting Studio, so it's a little easier for them to come into studio, and it's also just a, you know, a better aesthetic appeal to have live interviews with human to human. The interviews always seem to go better when you can actually see people and look them in the eye. But also, <laughs> Missoula Sentinel's just been damn good at everything, man. They got a lot of state championships this last year, so that's a testament to the athletic administrators, the coaches, and all of the above. They've done a great job of getting their athletes in a great position to succeed. Talking about succeeding athletes, the Missoula Paddleheads are ripping it right now. They are off to a phenomenal start here in their first official season as a franchise. They became the Paddleheads after being the Missoula Osprey for 20-plus years. And uh, since the Paddleheads have been underway, uh, they have been almost flawless so far. They are sitting here at 8-2 and two right now. They had a 16-0 to zero win over the Boise Hawks last night. So they are hitting the, the ball very, very well. And on that note, do we have Jeff? We go down to the, I guess not really the Rangish Brothers RV phone line because we are doing this because the Missoula Paddleheads game will be right here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula a little from later From the tonight. radio in a box. That's right. We're doing this from the radio in the box. This thing isn't even sponsored yet, but that's a yet. We should get it sponsored because this is great technology. Kudos to Tommy in the back for getting this rolling. Jeff Safford, he's the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. He will have your call live from Boise in a little less than 90 minutes, and that should be a fun one again tonight. Jeff, welcome to the show. How you doing, my man? Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Seem to be able to hear Mr. Jeff. Oh, now I can hear him. I can have a little echo in my ear, but that's okay. Uh, Jeff, first of all, let's just start with last night's victory. 16 to nothing. That's a football score, not a baseball score. So just take us through what uh, this is the first time the Missoula minor league baseball team has played in Boise in a hot minute, if, if not maybe ever. So uh, take us through this awesome performance last night by the Battleheads. Well, it started with um, the starting pitcher, Andrew Bash. He was fantastic last night. Um, he went deeper into a game than any starter has this season. He went eight, eight innings strong, nine, nine strikeouts, seven hits allowed. He allowed seven hits, like I mentioned, but um, he did a good job of scattering those hits, if that makes sense. Boise only put two hits together 
once in the ball game, and that was in the fifth inning. So he did a good job. If he gave up a hit, he wouldn't give up anything other than that. And it's really hot down here in Boise as well. It's about 100 degrees. It was 95 degrees last night. And he did a great job of keeping the ball down using his slider and his changeup to keep batters off balanced. And then the offense, they just did their thing. This Paddlehead's offense has just been rolling all season long. They've scored over 10 runs six times. And they had a 10-run top half of the ninth inning last night. They brought 15 guys to the plate, 10 hits, and it was just rolling, especially the middle part of the order looking at Luke Navigato, Nick Gatewood, and Zach Almond. All three of those guys in the three, four, five spots in the order all had at least three hits in the game with Gatewood going four for six with five driven in. So this has just been a fantastic team to watch in every aspect. They're pitching well, they're hitting well, and it's just a fun group to be around. That element, Andrew Bash going eight full, that is a new element to this uh, level of minor league baseball. The paddleheads, they are independent now, and so that means it's not necessarily about appeasing the developmental nature of some of the prospects of a mother organization, so to speak. Instead, it's about winning games more than anything, and I don't think you'd really see a starting pitcher in a rookie league that would go eight innings. So that's a welcome change. I think it, it is a high priority. So Jeff, just tell us about that element. It seems like, first of all, you have a lot more veteran pitchers on the roster than maybe people that follow the paddleheads are used to. But at the same time, these guys are be, being given a little bit more rope as well. If they're dominating, they're letting them roll and maybe throw a little more, uh, a few more innings than maybe uh, we'd be accustomed to. Absolutely. And there was no reason for Bash to come out of the game last night. I mean, he was just dominant from the moment he stepped on the mounds and didn't mention this but he almost threw 70 percent of his pitches for strikes last night as well which is something we we haven't seen he didn't walk anybody and he was just in control and especially to start a week off i'm sure michael schlack appreciated him going deep into the ball game to give his bullpen a rest especially coming off the off day on tuesday now that bullpen is locked and loaded for the rest of the week we've seen Dazon Cole looked fantastic. Mark Simon, amongst others, in the back end of that bullpen throwing smoke. So that gives the paddleheads a little bit more, I guess you could say, wiggle room as we continue with this week. And, and I understand that as well, looking at the affiliated standpoint of it and pitchers not going as deep into the ball game because you want to see guys in different situations. But paddleheads not in that game anymore. They're out just trying to win games. And so far, they're doing a pretty good job of it at 8-2, and two, as you mentioned. And you mentioned Jeff Safford, by the way, joining us. He's the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. We will have live Missoula Paddleheads broadcast from Boise, Idaho. 7-15 is the scheduled first pitch between the Paddleheads and the Boise Hawks. But you mentioned, Jeff, that there's been uh, just in 10 games, half of those, exactly half, the Missoula Paddleheads have scored double-digit runs. What are the factors? Because we've seen high scores across the Pioneer League. I believe Great Falls gave up 31 runs uh, earlier this week, or maybe it was over the weekend. But regardless, we've seen a ton of high-run totals. Is that a matter of roster construction? Is that a matter of just early-season blues for some of the pitching stats? So I guess two-part question. Why have the Paddleheads been so offensively prolific? And then, in your opinion, why has there been so many runs scored around the league so far early on? Well, in terms of the Paddleheads offense, I just think that the way this order is constructed, you just look at them one through nine, and there's no real weak points in it, and it has good continuity to it. You got Carranza at the top of the order that's on a seven-game hitting streak, so obviously a good guy to have at the top.
it's been a big change. I mean, the offense was doing well when Carranza was hitting lower in the order, but I think having Carranza at the top has given them kind of a we little bit of a... Jeff. Regardless. No, you got Jeff. He's on. We have you back. No, you got Jeff. He's on. Oh, I, I can hear you. But either way, as yeah, was... Jeff, what sort of... Uh, what sort of benefit has it been to move Tristan Carranza to the top of the lineup and then uh, Brandon Riley into the two-hole? Well, Carranza's just a multifaceted hitter. He's kind of, I think, a unique guy to put at the top of the order because he has speed and he has a good eye, things that you look for in a leadoff man, but he also has plenty of power. He had a home run last night to left field. He's got a couple of home runs, so he he's a guy that brings you a couple of different threats when you look at him, and he's not... In that regard, he's not really what you would normally see from the leadoff spot, so I think that's pretty unique. And another guy, look, that has been key in this order is a guy that usually hits number nine, and that's Clay Fisher. Fisher comes in at 364 average-wise, and he had a home run as well last night, a really an impressive home run into deep left center field, which at Memorial Stadium, that's one of the deepest parts of the yard. So you look at it from that aspect, you got Fisher hitting in the nine hole that's been getting on base, doing a fantastic job. And then it flips right back up to Carranza in the top of the order with the big boys with Navigato, Gatewood, and Allman coming up right after that. And it's just kind of murderer's row with his offense. And I think that's been the big key to it. This offensive uh, onslaught has been unbelievable. I mean, th- th- this is <laughs> murderer's row is the right way to say it. I mean, th- this team, the Missoula Paddleheads, have scored 94 runs in 10 games, and they are hitting 332 as a team. They only have about a handful of guys that aren't hitting 300. They got three guys that are hitting over 400. So it has certainly been uh, an offensive onslaught so far for the Missoula Paddleheads 10 games into this Pioneer League baseball season. Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, joining us here on New Orleans Now. It's 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. And, Jeff, when we were recalling the games together last week against the Idaho Falls Chuckers, the nightcap was brought home by Zach Allman. He had a uh, RBI double in the bottom of the sixth. This was only a seven-inning game because of the doubleheader. So he basically drove in the game-winning run, and then the Paddleheads were able to close it out, which I think was a, a great victory in terms of uh, persevering from adversity after losing the opener 14-0, their first loss of the season. But Allman, I believe... I had called it on the game. That was his first hit, but in fact, it was his second hit. There was a stat correction that needed to be made, which I believe actually you and our guy Taylor Rush had made after that doubleheader was completed. But either way, Zach Allman's been on a tear since then, and all of a sudden now he's hitting 368. He's got 14 hits. He's driven in a team-high 10 runs. This is a guy who's played for the Osprey in the past, a guy that's familiar to Missoula fans. So just tell us about Zach Allman and the way that his resurgence now here in the lineup has sort of uh, even more fortified what has been an awesome hitting team so far. Well, you touched on it. Zach Allman, he kind of just needed that one swing to go his way, and it's just been rolling since then. And it's just a great veteran presence to have in the locker room. He's not a real wild guy, so to speak. He's just been swinging the bat extremely well. He had three hits in the game on Monday against the Chuckers, three hits last night. Looking back to the 28th, he had four hits in that ball game as well. And He's just been making good contact when you look at his at-bats. Even when he hasn't been reaching base, he's just putting line drives all over the field. And just to have a bat like that going, I think it gives everybody a lot of confidence knowing that when Allman comes up, he's got a good chance to put a good swing on one. And 
and if can kind of pick up for other teammates as well. And especially when you consider he got Navigato and Gatewood hitting in front of him, it makes their jobs easier as well, considering they probably thinking they have to go after Gatewood or Navigato, thinking about Allman waiting in the wings, so to speak. Jeff Stafford joining us is the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. Missoula in Boise against the Boise Hawks. Tonight, 7-15, first pitch. You can find that right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Jeff, we'll get you out of here. I guess we have two more things to get to. One, the news of the day. I think that there's been a little bit of, I won't say confusion, but people are still kind of feeling out the way that this independent thing works after having the Missoula Osprey in town for 20-plus years as a, a high rookie league affiliate. But today, after only nine games, Matt Workington was signed by the Chicago Club Cubs. So I think that there maybe is a misperception or people are still learning that even though the Paddleheads and everybody in the Pioneer League are not directly affiliated with Major League Baseball teams, these guys are still Major League Baseball players. They can sign professional contracts. They are pros, but they can sign with affiliated Major League teams. So just take us through that and, and what sort of loss is, is losing Matt Workington for the Paddleheads? Well, Matt Workington was a fantastic clubhouse guy and obviously a great player so I'm sure that the paddleheads will miss him he was a great first baseman great power bat he actually had seven RBIs in his last game as a Missoula paddlehead it was back at Oregon Park Allegiance Field so it was kind of cool for him to be able to show out one last time for the folks down in Missoula but as an independent club you love to see guys move up that is the goal for all the guys that are here and it really was fun to watch him get the call he actually started talking with the Cubs at the beginning of this road trip. He kind of found out that he was going to be moving up, and so all the players are giving him hugs, handshakes, all that type of thing. And, and it's not about, like, losing the players, so to speak. You feel good for these guys that get the call to go to the Cubs organization because that's what, that's what these guys' dreams are. They want to play for a major league organization, and it's just really special to see, and it couldn't have happened to a better guy. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, joining us here on Nuanas Now. And Jeff, we'll get you out of here on this. Set the scene for tonight's game. Obviously, a onslaught by Missoula last night, 16 to nothing. That's about as bad as you can beat somebody in professional baseball. But how did the Paddleheads carry the momentum, and what's sort of the scout on tonight's game? Who do we got on the bump? What are some of the details that people can look forward to from your broadcast here uh, in about, oh, an hour and 15 minutes? Well, I touched on it a little bit earlier. It's kind of an interesting pitching matchup looking at it. I kind of framed it around its youth against experience because the Paddleheads are going with Andy Tolkien tonight. Their opening day starter mentioned his experience and affiliated ball coming into this season and still kind of trying to iron things out on the mound. You've mentioned you've seen the glimmers where the stuff has looked good at times. He's struggled with control just a bit. I expect for him to pitch well tonight. And the guy he's taking on is kind of an interesting story. He's a right-hander named Jay Bags, And he's only 20 years old, which for this league is very young. And he's a guy that was at Boise State as a pitcher, but Boise State recently lost their baseball program. So he's kind of was stuck in this kind of in-between ground, so to speak, where he couldn't really, didn't want to go to another college program. So instead, now he's here pitching for the Hawks. Real young guy with not a lot of professional experience. So I think that's kind of an interesting storyline going into tonight. Well, Jeff, we appreciate you joining us. We appreciate all your great work, both at home and on the road. And uh, be sure out there, everybody that's listening here, 
keep it here. 7-15, first pitch for Boise, Idaho as the Missoula Paddleheads take on the Boise Hawks. Game two of the series after pounding Boise 16-0 last night. You can find Jeff on the call. Jeff, my man, thanks so much, and we'll catch up with you next week. All right, thanks, Coulter. Sounds good. Preview for tomorrow's show right after this. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 